Let's talk WAFL football and we get back to normal after last week's COVID lockdown. 210 New Choice Homes Park. It is the Eastern Mantle Sharks taking on Peel Thunder, coach of the Sharks. Bill Monaghan is online. First things first, belated congratulations on the ex- contract extension. Uh, thanks, Goss. Um, it was a little time coming and, and had to jump through a few hoops, but we got there in the end and um, looking forward to not only the rest of this year, but the next couple of years down at Shark Park. Yeah, you started in a blaze of glory round one of the season against Peel Thunder uh, at their home, Dunghill, down in Mandra. Um, how much of that game do you take into your preparation for this time around? Oh, look, we've been playing some um, pretty good footy um, through periods of of the season. Um, a few fade-outs every now and again, and and now we've been hit with a little bit of you know injury stuff, especially to our key forwards. So um, the way we play footy doesn't change a lot from week to week. Um, I'd like to play the same quality of footy we played in round one um, in what should be an interesting game, depending on how many Dockers fly back from Melbourne today or tomorrow, I guess, will be the, the big key. Yeah, no doubt. It'll be interesting to see what they measure up with. You talk about your lack of key forwards. Uh, I spoke to Jonathan Marsh on the show a couple of weeks ago. I think it was about a Tuesday. And then I read on a Wednesday that he'd got a broken jaw uh, out and about in Frio uh, three days before. He spoke like there was nothing wrong with him. Yeah, look, he, he, he actually was complaining of a toothache. Um, and so he, he actually went off to get an x-ray because they thought it was wisdom teeth problems. Um, he might have... He might have withheld a little bit of information along the way, but um, uh, he he actually has a problem. I think one of that. I'm not sure if they end up taking his wisdom teeth out at the same time, but that was actually um, part of the problem. So, yeah, look, that was an unfortunate event. Mm. Something that you know, as a club, we, we we don't like our players being involved in, and you know, we've investigated. There's been a fair bit done done from it, and. The bottom line is that there was probably a number of contributing factors, and but at the end of the day, someone to be whacked from behind isn't you know something that you know many people believe is the right thing. So hopefully, a lot of learning for John Owen and and a few of our boys who were probably out and about at the same time. Yeah, I shouldn't have laughed. I do apologise for laughing, but uh, you're right. I was just thinking my mind was ticking over. I was waiting for how you were going to uh, spin that around. Uh, can I? It, may you just share with the listening audience, and you may not want to, it might not be in your wheelhouse, was there any club punishment towards any of those boys for being out and in that situation uh, in regards to the investigation that you've undertaken as a club? No, look, we, we investigated the best we can, and, and we're not detectives, and we don't have footage of it, and it was probably pieced together and there was, you know, a couple other clubs that were involved in, in that. Um, yeah, we we didn't sanction our players because at 12.30 on a Saturday night, um, you know, we're not going to say that they shouldn't be out. It's the only night of the week our players go out. You know, they're, they're really diligent during the week and, and so on. It's, in the end, it became... What can we do to diffuse those situations? What should we be doing to help each other? Um, you know, what sort of behaviours do we want to portray in the public? And it's more of an education around that. Um, yes, there was a scuffle. It's a little hard to work out whose fault it was. Um, and I think there was probably a number of people who who had some fault in it. Mm. Um, but like I said a little earlier, I don't think that means that, you know, a player should be literally king hit from behind. I don't, I don't think that means that they've done a lot wrong. Um, 
could have they got out of the situation? Should have they got out of the situation? Well, that's what we would have preferred, but that didn't happen. Bill Monaghan, the coach of East Mountain, thank you, Bill, for your candid response to that because I think that is a bit of the elephant in the room. But we've dealt with that. We move on. Um, I want to take you to another topic that's uh, come across my desk here at Sporting Goss, and that's the signing of Harry Taylor. Can you put to bed the thought that he's going to be a full-time East Romano player, or is it purely because there's no country week this week, so Northampton aren't playing, and that he will play for East Romano purely because he has a bye, or he's about to achieve a 50-game milestone? Can you just give me some clarity, or East Romano fans, some clarity on Harry Taylor's situation? Yeah, look, well, I'll go back to the off-season. We, we tried strongly to get Harry to play this year um, for us. Um, he trained through the pre-season and he, he consistently trains with us through the year. So the role he ended up taking for us in in the Midwest means he gets to Perth probably every three or four weeks yep. and he comes and trains with us, does some mentoring to our young players and leadership players um, and he's a real sounding board for me as a coach. So our preference was Harry played with us for the year. He chose to move back to Geraldton with his family um, and then he actually initiated the, the contact last week. Um, he basically said that, Bill, you're under the pump. Your, your three or four first choice key forwards aren't out. I think I can help you. Um, he probably indicated it was going to be more short term until the cavalry arrives. Um, but I didn't specifically ask him how many weeks he would he would play for. Um, it was decided that he could help us out in the short term. What that looks like for the rest of the season, I'm unsure. My indication was, or my gut feel is that if Marsh and Dixon played next week, Harry probably wouldn't. Mm-hmm. But Dixon and Marsh aren't going to play next week. So um, I guess for East Fremantle people and, and me in particular, I'm hoping that he stays until Dixon and Marsh and, and probably O'Reilly are back ready for selection. Um, whether that's two, three, four weeks, um, who knows? But I guess a good story of it, it, it would have to be a world record for the time between your 49th and your 50th club game. It's been about 13 years. I don't think anyone would have be- bettered that. <laughs> Does he get his name on the locker for 50? No, it's 100. Um, but I'm... But I'm sure if Harry said, I want my name on the locker, everyone at East Man will probably give it to him. Yeah, absolutely. So he's, he's been... At- He's been outstanding for us in the role he's doing up in the, in the Midwest, and and you know he he's just an East Fremantle person who wants to to help us be the best we can. So, you know, there's going to be people at other clubs who question why he's playing and how it came about, and did we convince him to play, and did we rip him out of Northampton? Oh, I'm telling you, guys, 100% that Harry rang me and said, Bill. I'm prepared to help if you want me to help, and, and I jumped at the chance. Yeah, and why wouldn't you? Yeah, quality person, great to have around at any waffle level. I mean, not dissimilar to maybe even a Will Schofield, who, you know, could have probably hung around and, and, and played at West Coast or, you know, in the West Coast waffle, but, of course, he lives down Mandra Way and he's decided to pour his oars in the water down at Peel Thunder, uh, which is, you know, which is the AFL Alliance Club to Fremantle, so the rivals of West Coast. And, but it's guys like that who bring so much to a playing group, don't they? The experience players who have been at the top end? Oh, very much so. We've got to remember, it was only eight or nine months ago, Harry was playing in an AFL grand final. Mm. Um, so his experience, uh, he he loves the East Fremantle Footy Club. Um, 
and what he can do for the guys who are playing. So the Max Murphys, the Bryn Teacles, because um, Harry will play forward because um, that's where we need him. And, and even the feedback he can give to the Ruben Maguires and the Jurak Tuckers down back. Um, he's a wonderful resource. And, and that's our number one thing that, you know, hopefully while he's here, he can pass on a little bit more knowledge to those guys and, and make them better players. And, and that's what we're after. He's not playing to keep kids out of the team. He's in there to help them become better players. Bill, you have to win, mate. You're two games out of the top five at the moment, and I know you, it's going to depend on who dishes up for Peel and the like. Of course, they've got a strange setup. I'd be surprised if, um, to be honest, uh, <laughs> who does come back, of course, uh, which ones are on the plane coming home, because they've only got the short break as well. They've got a, they've got a Thursday fixture after their weekend game in, in Tassie. They're going to have to hold a lot of players over. I'd be surprised if they're going to have too many returning for Peel in the waffle. Yeah, look, our early indications were that they were going to send all those who weren't needed, which is 12 or 13, um, back this week to play. But that was before they got a Thursday night fixture last week. And, uh, you know, I probably read in, you know, read what Peter Bell says and Justin says and a few others. And, it, uh, you know, it's with, with an extra man or take on it. I, I think they're keeping 26 or 28 in Melbourne, only sending seven or eight back, but they haven't actually said that. So I'm hoping that, you know, someone in the media is at the airport in Melbourne today, because I'm assuming they're coming back today and will be able to tell me how many got on the plane. But look, what we can do is we can plan for their very best and, and, and we could be able to you know, execute what we want to. And, and we think regardless of who they sent back. If we play at our very best, we'll be competitive and can win the game. I've just had received a text. They're sending back Fife, Mundy, Darcy, Ryan. They're all coming back to play in the waffle. Yeah, well, well, we've had Natanui and Barras a couple of years ago. And um, it was like playing... It was back like when Peaky went to... Um, Geelong, Natanui arrived on his helicopter, he had security guards, um, I actually got bumped off in my parking bay because he needed two um, parking bays to himself, he had, uh, it was, so just imagine if um, Fife came back, uh, he's, probably, he's probably got the same sort of pull. He certainly does. Hey Bill, good chat, uh, well done on the contract extension, thanks for being so candid on a, a couple of issues today, you're always upfront and honest and that's the only way that you've ever operated. Thanks for joining us on the Sporting Goss, good luck on the weekend at home against Peel Thunder, it's uh, five games on Saturday, it's going to be great for Waffle Footy, well done mate. Thanks a lot, Goss. Cheers, mate. Bill Monaghan, coach of Eastramantle, and they are in action at home. And it's going to be a big one. It's a season-defining game, I reckon, for both clubs. This is the Sporting Goss.